Here we are at the Spiritual Science of Tantra Yoga Part 3. And here is where we will start to get more into Tantra. The concepts of Tantra and what it is. And what exactly is the difference between the different sorts of yoga. There are, as we've seen in the previous chapter, the previous section about the layers of consciousness, there are different ways of practicing yoga at the different levels of consciousness. Now if you combine this look at the different ways of doing yoga, with the muscle testing and the sense of what is healthy and beneficial to a body that we discussed previously, you will see, you will find, or I do find when I do the, do the test, and clearly others have found the same thing in the past, hence why yoga has grown the way it has. The Tantra and the concepts of Tantra in particular. You'll find that the infinite consciousness practices are measurably beneficial for the energy system. We get positive responses in muscle testing, which is what creates health and well-being. And so the infinite extension, that connection with the Anandamaya Kosha, seems to be what creates a positive response in our, in our bodies. This is what's natural to us, this is what's good for us. My theory for why this is, is that that infinite expansion allows space for all of the other aspects of the mind to operate within it. Whereas the smaller parts of the mind don't allow, access, allow possibility for the larger parts. And so doing a practice that engages part of the mind but not the whole of the mind is making yourself less than what you truly are. It's interesting that this doesn't seem to be the case so much for the 7th to 8th level of mind to moving beyond to the to the what do we call it the level of mind that is in that great emptiness nirvana Practicing practices that are based on the infinite expansion of the mind, of the Anandamaya Kosha, the seventh layer, seem to lead nicely to the eighth layer of consciousness. But even though I said, as I say this, it is clear that still in order to access that eighth layer of consciousness, that nirvikalpa samadhi, that nirvana 
one needs to drop all of the practices because one cannot be doing yoga exercises in, in nirvana. One can only be collapsed lying on the floor or completely unconscious in nirvana. And so certainly the beyond requires dropping our previous practices. But jumping straight for the beyond, I don't know if it's even possible, and it's certainly not what not the way yoga practice works. So practices that encourage this anandamai kosha, that expand us infinitely, also encourage health and well-being in general. And so the theory that I'm working with is that we should be practicing these infinitely expanding tantric practices. And tantra is generally used to mean this, this particular kind of practice, practices that are specific for creating the infinite expansion. Tantra is also used to mean various other things, and so it can be quite confusing. But this is the sense that I'm working with it here. There could be another conclusion that one could come to, another approach, which would be that people should work one stage at a time and develop that level of consciousness before moving to the next one and the next one. And so each level of development is important in its own way. And each different way of doing yoga that is from the, these different layers of consciousness is important and should be respected and people should practice it when that's the thing that they need. Probably in some way both are true. That it's important to practice or to have the practices available for the deepest levels of the mind and then people will practice them in their own way using whichever other layers of the mind they need to work at that time. Because the deepest infinite consciousness contains and accesses all of the other levels, it can give space for all of those other approaches as well. So in general, the conclusion that I come to is that it's very important to at least know what is the infinitely expanding way of practicing each of these exercises that we have in yoga and how to do it in a very deep, profound way. And that if we look for those experiences of infinite expansion and we look for those experiences where the muscles test strong, which will be the same, then we find the most powerful, effective and gentle ways of practicing yoga.
Now, we need to start looking at the ways of practicing yoga and seeing where we can find them. I have found a lot of practices that come out of the Anandamaga yoga tradition to have this particular energy of infinite expansion. I've come to believe that the founder of Anandamaga, Anandamurti, consciously took traditional yoga practices and did exactly this process that we're going through in this book of identifying what is the deepest, most expansive way of practicing that yoga exercise. Now this is not to say that I see great, perfectly expanded, infinite development among all Anandamaga practitioners or all Anandamaga centers or all even all Anandamaga practices. But certainly there seems to be a strong theme of that infinite connection in the teachings of Anandamaga and I find it quite useful to, to look there. And so we will we will in this series look a little bit at the Anandamaga yoga techniques. There are also some Anandamaga yoga techniques that don't seem to create that energy of expansion, that seem to be a little bit limiting. And this seems confusing. Why would there be such brilliant development of, of very effective tantric techniques combined with other techniques that are not so well developed? Are they mistakes? Mostly I've come to the belief that they're not mistakes but misinterpretations of the original teachings. There is some possibility that that Anandamurti himself had a reason for teaching various types of techniques, some techniques that open up us to the full extent of our universal consciousness and other techniques that are about a previous level of mind, the devotional level of mind that opens us to loving all and maybe leads in the end to infinite consciousness. Did he believe this is what people were ready for? I don't know. I do think that whatever your yoga practice, there are ways of making it more and more in tune with the infinite and to making it truly yoga in the sense of uniting and joining with the infinite consciousness, union. And that as we go through this 
step by step some of the yoga practices for which I'll be drawing a lot on the Anandamaga practices because I found them to be so powerful but also to try to find other similar ways of doing things that that uh, would achieve the same results if we can though rarely do I find much other aspects other approaches in a few cases I have managed to find some other approaches that would be equivalent so we'll be drawing a lot on on the Nandamaga techniques because we have a master a master spiritual scientist has already done much of my work for me.